0: Hey there, if you're listening to this on audio, you might not know this, but it's also on YouTube. And there's some things that might not make a lot of sense because you actually need to see it. So check out youtube.com honestbachelor. Make sure that you like, subscribe, comment. I'll see you there. Hey everyone, welcome to the HB Half Hour, I'm the Honest Bachelor. This is not going to be the regular half hour show, instead it's just going to be one segment from last week's show that we recorded, but unfortunately the, uh, there's some technical errors. Uh, so I'm going to start by just showing you a clip from Trevor Noah, which is the Daily Show, uh, where he talks about uh, gun reform in a very strange way. If they're too young to buy guns, why should they be making my gun laws? Why should people who don't have the right to buy guns have the right to make my gun laws? It's a simple question. Get the f*** out of here, man. If kids are old enough to be shot, they're old enough to have an opinion about being shot, okay? I want to start by saying I actually have been a fan of Trevor Noah's stand-up. I don't dislike him, I don't get offended by his comedy, but I do very much dislike this particular way of talking about important issues. It's arrogant, it's smug, it's unproductive, it's stupid, it's divisive, and it gets us nowhere. I hate it. I hate the spectacle of just pointing and laughing at something said by somebody else, put out a context, or something they can't defend or elaborate on. They're not trying to understand his side. They're just dismissing it and calling him stupid, him being Tucker Carlson. First, let's understand the context of the interview with Tucker. He's talking to an organizer of the March for Our Lives, and I'm going to get sidetracked for a second and say that this march is clearly named to lampoon, or make fun of, the March for Life, which is the pro-life march. They could have named it anything. They could have named it March Against Gun Violence. Uh, They could have named it March for Gun Control, or Make Our Schools Safer. But aside from that, it also doesn't make sense, the name of it. No one has anything against kids living. No one is protesting these kids' right to live, or objects to them being alive. They just have a different idea of how to go about protecting these kids. Anyways, in the interview, the organizer is proposing the voting age be lowered to 16, but he also wants to have the age at which you can purchase a gun be raised to 21, which is why Tucker asked, why should they be making our gun laws if they can't buy a gun? Which is a pretty reasonable question. Now, in order to understand why the voting age is 18, you kind of need to know a little bit about history. Basically, if you went to war, you got to vote. Uh, But let's get to Trevor's response. Now, I know this will look like I'm obsessing over one stupid comment or joke, but the reality is that this way of addressing differing opinions is all too common. And it leads into a bigger problem. And before I get to that, a few points about the video with Trevor. Number one, uh, Trevor totally avoided the question. Tucker isn't asking about laws against being shot. That's already illegal. You can't shoot people. If you didn't know that, stop shooting people. What if that just lowered gun crimes right there? Anyways, the implication that a gun existing automatically equals someone getting shot is patently absurd. There are 20 million, 320 million plus guns in rising in the U.S., and clearly the vast majority of them will never be involved in a violent act. The question Tucker proposed was something that does affect every single gun owner and future gun owner, because you're talking about new gun laws. So, the idea of leaving it to a traumatized and scared 16-year-old to vote on this particular issue seems like something we should all be concerned about. Next, of course you get to have an opinion about being shot. My guess is that anyone who has been shot probably has the same opinion. Oh, this sucks. But I guess there are people that are into getting pooped and peed on, so maybe there is someone that gets off on getting shot. To each their own. Next point, although you get to have an opinion We don't have to listen to your opinion. Uh, Here's a video of Cameron Kasky. This is one of the kids that went to the school in uh, Florida. We've been locked in a classroom. We have seen our friends text their parents goodbye. We are the experts. We know exactly what we're talking about. How dare you tell us we don't know what we're... I'm I'm friend. Friend. (laughs) Now, Cameron, you're not an expert. Being a victim of a horrifying tragedy does not bestow you with all-knowing power. Information was not downloaded into your head. What you are an expert on is what it's like to be in your situation. But you're not an expert on guns all of a sudden. Being in the horrible situation that you were in does not mean you know anything about the NRA, the effectiveness of gun laws, what each weapon does, what each weapon is, how many mass shootings there are and what led to them, or most importantly, how to make this never happen again. My point is, these kids can still be wrong even if they have experienced a tragedy most of us will never, and hopefully do never, experience. And their opinion doesn't become more valid because of their experience. They're only experts on the fear and tragedy that they felt in their specific case. Uh, Now for the most ridiculous part of Trevor's response. If you're old enough to get shot, you're old enough to have an opinion about being shot. This doesn't make any sense. Since when is there an age restriction on who can possibly get shot? As we saw with the horrifying shooting at Sandy Hook, there's clearly no age limit for the sick bastards that shoot up schools. They were old enough to get shot, should they also have the right to vote? Now I know some will say that maybe he misspoke, or maybe he meant that 16-year-olds should be allowed to vote because he arbitrarily believes they're mature enough to vote on policy, but he didn't misspeak. In fact, they screenshot it, this quote, and they posted it on his Instagram which clearly shows that they thought that this was an awesome point. Now my last part just on this quote by Trevor. Why is it suddenly that kids are smart enough to vote on constitution-altering, thereby country-altering issues? The same kids that we say are susceptible to violence because of video games, that they're lazy and eat Tide Pods. They they do eat Tide Pods. But here's the bigger picture and why I'm attacking this statement. I really am sick of how we have this discussion. One side is screaming that the opposition wants to murder babies, and the other thinks that their opponent loves guns more than preventing the death of young innocent children at school. This has to stop. If you truly believe the person that you're talking to is pure evil, how can you even talk to that person? You can't. And for the most part, we don't. The people who support the Second Amendment, they have children. They have sons and daughters in school, and they want their kids to be safe, and your kids to be safe. They aren't hugging their guns after another massacre. They're hugging their children. And for you to second-guess their motive for protecting the Second Amendment is really disgusting. It's not that they think that the AR-15 is more important than their kid. They just don't believe your suggestions will work, and they don't trust your motive. There are millions of NRA members that receive zero dollars, and they're arguing the same things that the bought and paid for politicians are. Clearly clearly, those members motive is not money, but their genuine belief that their right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Now in order for, that, for us to have this conversation, you kind of have to give the person you're talking to the benefit of a, uh, of a doubt. I truly, truly believe that this way of talking to each other, it remains mainstream because we're not actually meant to talk to each other. We're meant to separate into our own specific tribes We're just supposed to yell at each other and insult each other like savages from a distance or on our computers or walk out of classrooms or scream down lectures at universities. We aren't being pushed to share ideas, have philosophical conversations where we maybe think out loud together. Instead, we just make stupid non-points like Trevor Noah. And then the people around us that we handpicked because we all agree with each other already, they cheer and they applaud. And then we laugh at the other side and we call them Trump-tards or Libtards. We never try to understand their side. And we always feel good about what we believe because no one is brave enough or socially suicidal enough to say, no, you're wrong. Because they don't want to be labeled some one-word insult and then be immediately dismissed as idiotic or hateful. Now the whole point of this rant is because I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of looking, everyone just looking to pin down the person that they're talking to so then they can make the argument an ad hominem, instead of about the actual topic. I'm tired of people saying, you're a man, you're not a minority, you're not gay, you have too much privilege, so your opinion doesn't matter. Now if a lesbian, black, transgender woman wanted to discuss the idea of gun rights, I would have that conversation with her on the basis of her arguments, maybe her statistics, her logic, facts. And if she provided those stats, they don't become different or more relevant because of her skin or background. The fact that she is different, me, different than me in every way has nothing to do with what she is saying. Now, all I'm asking is that we all treat each other with mutual respect, listen to each other, try to understand each other, or we will go nowhere. We'll only become more divided, more tribal, and as we're saying, more violent. No, I'm just kidding. I just kind of felt weird not making some sort of joke, so yeah.